Hello, and welcome to In All Things, a podcast of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church, a global movement of Evangelical Presbyterian churches. Thank you for joining us. I'm Rachel Joseph. Your host for In All Things is Dean Weaver, stated clerk of the EPC. Our prayer is that God uses Dean and his guests to both inform and inspire you about how God is working in and through the EPC. The motto of our family of churches is, in essentials, unity, in non-essentials, liberty, in all things, charity. Now, here's Dean. And thank you, Rachel. And it is always a delight to welcome you again, my friends, to another edition of In All Things, a special pre-General Assembly edition of In All Things. And I'm delighted today to have as our guest, my good friend, Brad Strait, who is the moderator of our 41st General Assembly. But before we dig into our conversation about this coming General Assembly, just a a reminder to keep us in prayer as we gather together at Ward Church in Northfield, Michigan, uh, June the 21st to the 24th. If you're not able to come, you'll be able to watch some of the big events like the worship services via live stream. But certainly we would value all of your prayers and encouraging your congregations, especially those who are setting aside time as gifted intercessors to pray on behalf of the denomination and the mission that God has called us to, which is to uh, take the Great Commission and live it out to the very ends of the earth. And so we definitely want to thank our friends going into General Assembly from World Outreach who help us to do that in a global context. Roughly 140 global partners around the world who help us in some of the most challenging and difficult places. We have some resources on our website if you want to learn more about World Outreach, maybe expand your uh, mission footprint at your local congregation, or even just to get a a prayer calendar uh, so that your intercessors can keep our global partners in your prayers. Please check us out at epc.org and look for that information on the page that relates to World Outreach. Also, our friends at BRI, uh, Benefits Resources, Inc., just want to remind you to take a look at your portfolio at some point in time in the next year. Take a look at what God is doing and providing for your retirement, and that may cause you, uh, teaching elders, to call BRI and uh, find out what can be done, what kind of questions that you might have, what kind of things you need to do uh, to prepare for your retirement. If you're not thinking about your retirement, uh, that is something uh, we can point you in the right direction and help you to do. It is never too late, nor is it never too early to be thinking about that kind of provision. And our friends at BRI want to help you with that. So let's turn our attention now to our 42nd General Assembly. And as we begin that assembly with our Leadership Institute on Tuesday the 21st, the assembly itself doesn't convene until a worship service on Wednesday afternoon the 22nd. And the person who helps us begin that General Assembly is our moderator from last year's General Assembly and has been moderator of the 41st General Assembly all year long, Brad Strait. And Brad is the lead pastor at Cherry Creek Presbyterian Church in uh, the Denver, Colorado area. And we're just grateful to have him again on In All Things. My brother Brad, welcome. Thank you so much. It's always good to talk to you, Dean, though I am a little nervous because every time you talk to me, you bring up BRI and retirement. Are you hitting at anything for me? I just want to know if you're trying to gently push me out the door? 
Uh, I cannot confirm or deny that your elders have <laughs> called me and asked me to uh, drop that while we were having this conversation. Yeah, seeing that now it all comes out. It's all good. Hey, I it's been a blessing. It's been an amazing blessing to be able to serve the EPC uh, as a denomination, as moderator. And so I'm really thankful. And so thanks for letting me tease you sometimes, too. Well, let's start there, Brad. Uh, when you moderated General Assembly last summer, you, you may that may be known as the singing General Assembly because you had us, while we were waiting for the vote counts on things, singing hymns throughout the course of the time. Are there any other highlights that jump out for you in terms of your experiencing uh, moderating the General Assembly at Second Press? Well, so it was the, sing- the singing General Assembly just because we had to do something during that, but Luckily, uh, our previous moderator, uh, Glenn, could come and really finish it well, and and uh, his his godly voice uh, really should give it give it the title. It's been a it's been a really um, I think full and stressful time. Not stressful as in worried, but stressful as in there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of new faces and new changes that we've been trying to work through as a denomination. There's a lot of um, ways that we're trying to move toward being ready for tomorrow, not just ready for where we were. And so that that puts a lot of pressure on all the parts. And I, I feel like it's just been a great blessing to work with the people. I think we have a lot of really quality new people in the GA office that, that have been really a blessing on that journey. I think our pastors and wives gatherings, I would tell you that it's probably the best retreat my wife and I have ever been on. And we've been on way more than I want to tell you about. And so I think that was a that was a highlight, getting to work with another large church in our denomination and trying to help them find a senior pastor and get through a church split. I, I felt like the Lord was right in the middle of that, too. So I really feel like it's it's been demanding, but it's it's been wonderful. Well, you've been a gift to me, Brad, as well as to the denomination. And you're right. Uh, with the transition of Jeff's leadership into my leadership and Phil Linton's leadership in World Outreach into Gabriel DeGia's leadership. And we knew we were adding Michael Davis, who's been a spectacular addition to the Office of the General Assembly as our chief collaborative officer. We didn't know that Jerry was going to be transitioning out too. So there has been a whole heck of a lot of change this last year and having people who've been in the EPC for a few years with wisdom and stability on our, our national leadership team, particularly at our uh, highest level as moderators, just been a, a real gift to me as well as the church. If you listen at all to uh, to the, the people who are, are most wise in our culture, they've said that every church is a little bit of a, a church plant now, post-COVID. We're all trying to start over. And I think that probably applies at some level to every denomination. We have to ask ourselves, what are we doing that is really good and we got to hang on to really tightly? And there's a lot of that in the EPC. And then what are the things that we could do better? We could do differently. We could do more effectively. And you got to ask those questions too. So I think it's a perfect time to kind of say, let's take the best of who we have been and, and then let's reinvent ourselves towards something ready for tomorrow. Spoken like the next chairman of the national leadership team. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, the moderator-elect becomes the moderator, and then the moderator, after they're done moderating, becomes the chair of the national leadership team, which is what Brad will step into immediately following this General Assembly, or as soon as Rosemary takes on 
the gavel as moderator, uh, Brad becomes the chair of the NLT, and in that sense becomes my boss. Hopefully that doesn't go to his head too much, but that's the kind of thinking you want your national leadership team to do. Um, you want the NLT to be thinking, how do we ground ourselves and who God has made us to be and then move out forward in um, uh, trying to live into the Great Commission? So uh, I love the way you phrased that. It's no big surprise. We all know that the, the things that were going on in, in the 70s and 80s when the EPC was being founded are not the same things that are going on 40 years later. And so we have to we have to be able to be a little bit nimble and a little flexible without ever losing those reformed roots that make us who we are. Well said. So what are you excited about going into the 42nd General Assembly? I know in addition to you preaching the moderator service, which will be on Friday morning, you're also leading a seminar uh, with Andrew Brunson. Why don't, why don't we lead off and you tell us about that seminar. Uh, tell us what you're preaching and then anything else about GA that you're excited about. Uh, Andrew and I and some really, really smart people are going to be talking about persecution, talking about what we believe is already happening around the world as the persecution of the church grows in amazing and difficult ways. And it is also happening here on our home turf. And so God, in a very miraculous way, kind of put Andrew and I together. And he had this vision for doing seven or eight videos, 15 or 20 minutes apiece, with something he learned from being in prison, being persecuted for his faith. Uh, some of the temptations that he faced and how he overcame them, some of the ways he saw the enemy attack him, some of the ways he saw God protect him, and then some of the takeaways of if you want to make it through this time, if he were warning his kids or grandkids, these are the things that he would like to say. And so he came up with this video series and through some uh, wonderful people in some other Christian organizations, they prepared these very, very professional videos. And then Andrew and I talked about it, and I created a Bible study kind of guide back page. So Andrew talks about the principle, and then I've created a study guide that for each of those videos gives you, uh, here's where those, here's the scriptures that back up this principle. Here's how we see this in, in the way. Here's some quotes from some from current people or from, from some ancient scholars who talk about this exact same thing. And then if you're a minister or a teacher and you want to teach using one of Andrew's videos and then have a teaching after it, then I prepared a kind of a study study guide, sermonette kind of a thing. All of that's free. It'll be posted online uh, at our website of the EPC and other places. And you can download it all and use it any way you want to. And, and again, it's our gift to the church. And, and I'm just really thankful for Andrew's heart to prepare his brothers and sisters for things that may be difficult. And then we have Andrew, Eric Sheckle, who's the executive director of the Jesus Film Project with Crew, but has actually served with uh, Crew all over the world and in some horribly difficult places. And he uh, he's going to come in and... and and talk with us, Satan Lee, who is from, from Cambodia and has a long time ago escaped through the killing fields and, and then has been in prison in Cambodia for his Christian faith. He'll be with us. And then Clay Jones, who is a Denver pastor who runs Second Glance Ministry, he uh, was in Europe when, when it fell, and he's now in Peru, where, the, where Christians are being persecuted. And so we're going to put those folks together in a panel, and we're just going to listen to their stories and then talk about what they learned 
from their time. So I'm I'm really excited about that. That's going to be a wonderful time with some real heavy lifters who are going to help us, we hope, as pastors and elders, be ready or at least be aware of the things that we can do if times get more difficult. And I'm afraid they're they're going to. Leadership expert Max Dupree says the number one job of a leader is to define reality. I think what you guys are going to be doing for us on Wednesday is is framing and defining uh, what has been the reality of the church in the global south. And we'll sit and listen to them and learn from them because it's it's Andrew's sense, very strong sense, that what has been experienced in the global south is coming to the Western church uh, and is coming soon. And so that kind of observation, leaning in, listening, learning, and preparing is a big part of what the Leadership Institute is supposed to be about, right? Well, and the statistics uh, prove that. It's just not a gut feel or a, or a observation from reading news articles. The statistics say that more Christians have died in our century than in any previous century before, and the number is escalating. So, so there's a struggle. There's an issue, and we're just going to have to stand tall and do the right thing. And so uh, the whole thing's called Prepare to Stand. I think everyone's going to be pleased at what they get out of that seminar, and it should be very, very practical for them. Well, and we're looking forward to posting that as soon as the General Assembly is done. We're going to use that as kind of a, a hard launch. As soon as GA is done, people will be going back to epc.org to look for that. And then I get a chance to be a part of a bunch of things at GA, and I'm excited about those all. But uh, the last morning, we have our communion and prayer service with the moderator, and I'm going to preach on giving glory to the Lord alone. Let everyone on this planet glorify God. And, and that's really my, my talk. You also, we're, we're returning back to a practice after that sermon that you were uh, insistent upon, and it was something we had to part with during COVID. But now that things are changing a little bit, we're going back to a historic practice after the moderator service that uh, hopefully will be a gift to those who attend as well. Well, and we have a whole bunch of moderators and their wives and other Christian leaders who we're going to have up front ready and prepared to pray for anybody who feels like they need prayer for their church or their marriage or their kids or in some other way. And we're going to just try to spend the last the last bit of that hour just praying for people and, and kind of finish out that worship service that way. As a former moderator myself, Beth and I have had the chance to be up front praying for people during that time. And we've gone forward and had people pray for us during that time. And I know that's been a, a sweet, sweet gift, uh, especially coming toward the close of the assembly. So grateful for your leadership in that as well. Now, as we get ready to look forward to next year, Brad, in your time as the chair of the NLT, what are some of the things on the horizon that you would cause people to be aware of now as, as uh, coming out of this general assembly into next year, what should they be uh, anticipating, looking forward to, or thinking about in terms of the EPC? Well, I think we're, we, we've seen some really healthy trends in our denomination, and we want to see those continue. We want to figure out uh, how to move to a new financial model and to, and to practically see that through without it putting pressure on churches, but to be able to really say this will work long term. I think that's coming up. We're also in the most divided culture that we've probably ever seen, probably been more divided in other times in history, but never that I've noticed or that my father has noticed or probably that my grandfather would have noticed. 
And so we're going to try to, in a shepherd-like way, deal with some of the racial stuff that's going on, I hope, and uh, deal with some of the division, deal with some of the avoidance behavior that comes when we're so tribal that we each are just fighting for our own little thing. And I'm hoping that the Lord will give us a really clear path forward for this next year to really come up with some ways to be bridge builders and peacemakers, to be a blessing to the city that we live live in. That's, I, I really hope that we get some practical stuff there. I think church planting has got some new energy. I think our global mission strategy has picked up some some great thoughts and some great ideas. And so I'm excited to see where that goes. I also am so, I'm so impressed with our new moderator elect, who will soon be moderator, uh, Rosemary, that I just, I just am excited to see what, what she will bring to the table too. So between you and she and a, a, a solid NLT gathering, I think that there's a, there's a great, great hope in my heart for this next year. I think in 12 months, we're going to be in a very different place. And I think that's a really exciting thought. Well, coming out of this GA, Brad, you know, we're doubling down on evangelism, obviously. A theme of this yep. GA, Acts 1-8, you'll receive power when my Holy Spirit comes upon you to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. And so a lot of this assembly is focused on that aspect of church health, which is creating an evangelistic culture and really leading forward and doing evangelism. So at this assembly, yep. we'll be unveiling our EPC's three circles, a new evangelistic tool, uh, real simple and profound. And, and you, we did some training on that at the NLT, and you've had some practical experience with that. Could you share that with our listeners? You bet. So again, I've done evangelism explosion and other evangelism things, and been told by, by a lot of people that I have the gift of evangelism. I'm not sure if that's true or not true, but but I see God work a lot of ways. But at NLT, we were introduced to a new technique, a new way of sharing the gospel that was super simple, super clear, and you memorized it the second you heard it, which is pretty amazing. And it didn't take hours of training or classes to figure it out. And so it, it was called the Three Circle, and churches uh, around the nation have been using it with great, great effect. And so we were taught it, and we practiced it a little bit. And then I came back and I taught it to my session and I taught it to my staff and made them each practice on each other. And then I said, so I want you just to start trying to find places to to do that. And we've had somewhere between 15 and 18 conversions, we think, mm. since mm. sharing that. And and it's not hard. It's not like you have to go hunting or knock on doors or, or ride a bicycle in a white shirt and a black tie. It's not like any of that. It's simply in normal conversations coming up with a way of seeing that the Lord will open the door. And we've seen that be very effective among our leadership. So I'm super excited to see that spread. That's, I mean, if, if that doesn't get your heart racing, then probably you need to find another denomination because, you know, putting the E back in EPC stands for evangelism, stands for evangelistic. And the fact that uh, you guys are able to come back, do a simple training and see 15 to 18 people come to Christ. That's really our mission. That's what we're supposed to be about. So good leaders lead and you're a great leader. So I really, it's an encouragement to me and I hope to all of our listeners to hear that God is still on the move and something like this is being rebirthed inside of the EPC. I'm just excited for what God's gonna do. It's, it's interesting that as persecution grows, so grows the people who belong to Jesus. And there are more people coming to Christ every single day 
it won't be that long before Christianity is really defined by more people in Africa that yeah. are Christians or in South America. And so there's a real shift globally going on because hundreds and hundreds of people in all sorts of places are becoming Christians. And I just am excited to be a part of that wave. Lord willing, it really is about Jesus. We don't we don't lead anybody to the Lord. We just get to help him when he needs a little. He needs somebody to kind of wipe wipe off the table so he can do his work. And uh, it's it's just an amazing thing to be a part of. Well, speaking of another amazing thing to be part of globally, where the Lord is at work, you and I are going to be co-leading a trip this next year. Do you want to share a little bit about that exciting news? I am really pumped that we are going to take some of the leaders of our denomination and our spouses, uh, you and I and my wife and I, and hopefully some others, and uh, Glenn Myers and his wife, I'm hoping, and we're going to go to Israel for a 10-day trip. And we've put together a, what we think is a an extraordinary trip at a reasonable price, it's about 3100 bucks, including airfare from uh, New York City per person. And... It is going to be a trip of a lifetime, and it's a great trip. I've done this a whole bunch of times. I think I'm getting close to 20 now that I've done. But it's not just the places you see. I'm super pumped that we're going with other EPC pastors. We're going to open this up to EPC pastors first. And we have a, we have a possibility we have for 80, 80 slots that uh, we can lead and see, see Jerusalem, see the Sea of Galilee, uh, walk in, in Capernaum go to Masada, really just have an experience of what the promised land is like. And we've got brochures on that coming out soon, and I'll, I'll send one off, and we'll hopefully get it posted to our website real soon. But we would love to have anybody who wants to go come with us. And it might be one of those things that you could even say to your session, look, I'll pay for my wife, but would you send me to recharge me? It's been a long couple of years. And I promise that you come back from Israel as a pastor, as a teacher, and you teach differently. You teach with right. a whole bunch more power. And you've been there many times before. How has it affected you, Dean? As our good friend and National Church Health Director Bob Stoffer says, before you go to Israel, you read the Bible in black and white. And after you go to Israel, you, you read the Bible in color. You know, you see the Sea of Galilee. You see Capernaum. You see um, the old city and the places where Jesus walked and taught and ate and fellowshiped. And you just never see the Bible the same again after having been there. And, um, you know, it's like having one of those Bible maps in the back of your Bible now inside your head. You see it as you're reading it. Um, you can picture him walking on the pathways. It's, it's uh, really spectacular. And I, I would say, too, to anybody listening, if you're a member of a church, could you try to find some of those people in your church with means or influence or decision makers and see if you couldn't gift your pastor uh, with the ability to do this, if not also the pastor and their spouse, either the pastor or the pastor and their spouse, because it will be a huge gift to them, and it will return a blessing to your congregation. So uh, super excited about doing that next spring. And people will come back not only with their heart filled by what God has done and by the faithfulness of God through many, many generations, but also with a whole bunch of friends around the country that they can talk to and that they can bounce ideas off of and that they can, you know, be spontaneous with. And I think that makes us a healthier church and healthier EPC long-term. Amen. Well, thanks, buddy. I really appreciate it. Anything else you want to share with folks before we wrap up for today? 
Well, I just wanted to say one thing to you, Dean. Um, BRI is doing the seminar on retiring, and I just thought if maybe you were interested, you should like be in the part of that seminar. Are you thinking of retiring yet? Um, you know, after my first year of stated clerk, <laughs> I think I've got my eye firmly on retirement. There's no question. <laughs> You're not allowed to retire. You're doing a bang-up job, and I'm excited, but I, I'm glad I get to teach you, too. I appreciate it, buddy. I appreciate it so much, and I appreciate uh, your time with us today and what a gift you've been to the EPC, and I trust and pray that the Lord will continue to bless you and the Cherry Creek family for your faithfulness uh, to the church. So thanks, brother. We'll hopefully see all of you guys uh, in a few weeks. Amen. Amen. Well, my friends, that wraps up our edition, our special pre-GA edition of In All Things, and I'd like to conclude, as we always do, with that good word from God's word, which is from Colossians uh, chapter 1. You see, the Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, for in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him, my friends, all things hold together, for he is the head of the body, the church. That is our Savior, Jesus Christ. And it's in his name until the next time in which we gather, I bid grace and peace to you. Thank you again for joining us. On behalf of Dean and the entire team, we hope you will join us for our next episode of In All Things. For more information about the Evangelical Presbyterian Church, including a directory of local churches, online resources, and much more, visit our website at www.epc.org. I'm Rachel Joseph. I pray you have an overwhelming sense of God's presence in all things today.